0: Hey there, you filthy flapjacks. My name's Joe Keyport, And I'm Wes Mullenberg. And you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This is technically our third episode. Well, fourth if you count the one we... uh, Shot, the lost episode the lost episode that will remain lost unless you really dig on the it's internet it's
1: technically still on soundcloud and on it our is. facebook page but don't look don't look for it don't it's do do it
0: it's not great because not we great. have that was our, kind of our test episode. It was recorded when we still kind of didn't know what we wanted to do yet. Mm-hmm. And so since then, we have improved it. We're on our third episode under the Ear
1: Coffee podcast name. Legit, like trademark and everything.
0: Yes, this should have been our first episode where we introduce ourselves, what we're doing, and kind of uh, what this is all about. But we're like, nah, we're going to start yeah, interviewing yeah, bands first.
1: We, we jumped right in. And I, we did. And I, I think that's not necessarily admirable, but I don't think there's anything wrong. Oh, no, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I enjoyed the fact that we just kind of started with our our bands um yeah so today we're debuting the non-interview version of the podcast we're going to review an album that was one thing that we're keeping from the lost episode and we are going to be talking about preoccupations new album new material new material they did release some new material on new material i wonder if they get those jokes a lot probably but also like three people total listen to them and it's me joe and anthony fantano so yes (laughs) yeah, <laughs> It was, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting album. It's
0: definitely their most commercially mm-hmm. viable album. We, yeah. will, we will also be talking about, along with the album, we'll talk about some new music that we're in, excited for coming out and kind of our review process. Well, I'm the one on the on the blog who's done the most reviews. Yeah, I've yet to actually publish
1: any legitimate reviews. We, like, I did, like, a kind of off-the-cuff short review, and that was going to be, like, the clever name for it, but it's not that clever. And then I did a really personal review of a Lecrae album because I don't like Lecrae, but that's (laughs) mostly because I had to listen to his music for eight hours straight once when I was a child. And that has nothing to do with his music in any seriousness, so we deleted that.
0: Yeah, and so it's just kind of, but we both still have our own methods of coming towards an album and talking about it in a more academic way other than, it sucked, or it
1: was awesome. I like this song because it's Pretty
0: Exactly. So we'll be talking about that and many more many more things here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. When it comes to reviewing albums, I know I'm the one who's done the most reviews here on Ear Coffee, but we both have a kind of a similar approach when we talk about albums and when we take a when we
1: take them apart academically. Yeah, like I kind of did at least apply our, our process is somewhat similar but I kind of applied it when we were doing our end of the year yeah. list and which that was like the closest I got to reviews because I've actually yet to write a formal review for the blog I have like a weirdly personal LaCrae review and like a kind of haphazard off the cuff Mark Kozlak review that I wrote at like 5 in the morning after listening to the album once without paying attention and it turned out better than I expected, but we've kind of developed a process to write about things in mm-hmm. a more coherent way, where we actually like kind of know what we're talking about instead of like I like the song because it's catchy, or, or, like really surface level stuff. Yeah. like Yeah,
0: because it takes it definitely takes any album. The more you sit with it and listen to it, it's gonna give you different things. So personally, I like to listen to it at least twice. I I kind of say I listen to an album two and a half times before I start a review, just because it'll. Uh, I like to listen to it once, just kind of passively. And then if I notice anything cool, I'll write stuff down and be like, oh, that was kind of neat. Like, that song is catchy or the way that transitioned into another song is catchy. Second review or second spin, I should say, of an album, I'll sit with my headphones on and, like, really dig into it. And then, like, that second half listen, I'll, like, write down where I want to, like, revisit and I'll go back and listen to those sections. And then as I'm writing my review, I'll just have the album on in the background constantly playing.
1: Yeah. Back in – where right when we started in August of 2017, uh, so long ago, I was going to do a, a review of the new – brand new album. <laughs> Science fiction? Yeah. And that was also before it came out that the front man exposed himself to, like, teenagers over chat so let's not talk about that um i was going to do a review of that and my process was similar Listen mm-hmm. to it three times i listened to it kind of once like as i was like walking on the campus or something like while i was doing other stuff it was just had like i had my good headphones on but i was not fully engaged mm-hmm. second time you just sit down and listen to it i didn't actually make notes but that is the time when i would make notes like i'd do a song by song breakdown like make notes for each song mm-hmm. And if I'm not as familiar with the band's or gr- artist's previous records, like I'll listen to, depending on how many there are, or if I know I like this artist or not, I'll listen to most of, if not all of them. But sometimes, if if it's like a band's like sixteenth album and I've only heard like one previous one, I'm not gonna do that. I might listen to like like a previous EP or like a couple of songs mm-hmm. from uh, get a feel of where the sound is coming from, and then a third listen, kind of just. F- solidify my thoughts make sure like my notes are actually like what I feel because like Joe was kind of saying "Mm." Uh, your thoughts can change over time obviously and the more you sit with an album your thoughts evolve and they change I always find when I'm reviewing
0: an album that I'll have a first spin and I'll go this album was amazing this happened with uh, Brian Fallon's Sleepwalkers album and I am an absolute Brian Fallon fanboy and I sat with his second solo album I was like "I, I bought it on Friday, bought it on vinyl. Sat, ho- went home, sat down with it, spun both sides or all four sides because it was a double LP, I think. Oh wow! Um, and I was like, "This was awesome!" And then I woke up the next morning and started like listening to it, and I went, "Wow, this is horrible!" Oh no! And, it, and the more I listened to it, the more downhill my opinion of an <laughs>
1: album goes. Just I don't know why. I feel like that—that's almost like it. You. Uh, this sounds really broad, but there's like really three kind of normal ways that, like, Mm -hmm. you can kind of categorize it. Like, you start out really enjoying it. Then the more you listen to it, you're like, "Uh, I'm not as in love with this as I thought. Or it's the opposite, where you're like, this is terrible. And then, like, you kind of get an idea for it. Yeah. Like, you kind of get more into it and you kind of engage with it a little more and you actually enjoy it. Or you just kind of feel one way about it and then it doesn't change. And that's kind of very broad in general and i don't know why i brought it yeah but it relates it does and i i don't
0: know i just i think i also think it depends on the mood you're listening in like Mm -hmm. when i was re-listening to new material just to refresh myself could listen to it i mean they released half of the album in singles before it came out
1: almost because it's (laughs) only eight tracks yeah they
0: definitely uh war on drugs dust.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, Warren Drugs and I don't remember who else, but like some other artists who I wrote about. And I think the recent New Music Friday released like five or six singles and it's oh. like half the album. And, yeah, like, on one hand, like I get it, but also save something for the people that li- are going to listen to yeah. the full album. Well, up, yeah, and on. I like
0: I like the fact that e- releasing more than like the one or two singles, just because if they have such a massive discography, like. Excuse me. If they have such a massive discography, like other, like something like maybe, who did I review recently? Uh, The Decemberists. They have at least seven albums behind. No, they have more than that. They have more, but I think that's only
1: if you count EPs. Okay, because they have a bunch of EPs too. They have like they have at least. Five plus albums behind it's that album. They're on like album, album like seven or eight.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going to listen to, you know. Ten hours worth of music just to review, write a you know a five paragraph. Yeah, it, it helps if
1: you've been a fan of the band, yeah. or like been engaged with the band or artist for a and while. I,
0: and I like the Crane Wife, and I like some of their like in their other earlier,
1: well-regarded stuff. But I
0: like to go and I'll look up just the singles from every album, and I'll listen to all the singles. Okay. And then I wonder what are your qualities of judgment because I I have mine written down, but it's it's um I know everybody's a little different as
1: to what yeah they judge an album on. Like, I, um, you made note of production on our little note sheet, and... I, that I, is, like, a small sliver for me, because yeah. I love lo-fi recordings, mm-hmm. so... Well, yeah, like, it just, like, I don't think, I didn't take that to mean, like, you, yeah. it has to have be, like, well-produced. It needs to be, like, glass, get, like super high, out. Yeah, super glossy in order to be good. Yeah. Just, like, paying attention to the aesthetic that the production creates. Like, I try to be more into that, but I guess I just suck or something. I try to notice that more, but I always, it, it never really works, I guess. No, well. yeah. The ones that I always um, try to pay attention to is if I know that an artist's lyrics are going to be important, Mm -hmm. then I—and this is less frequent for me just because I'm a full-time student who's busy, so I don't always have time to just, like, sit down and listen to an album and, like, actually, like, pay only attention to that and, like, really listen to the lyrics. But, like, with artists, like, in the latest Mount Eerie album um, with a lot of, like, kind of more dense Mm -hmm. hip-hop or rap records— um stuff like that where like lyrics are and words are almost if not more important than the instruments, I try and pay attention to that and consider that like do the lyrics affect me, are they well written, at least by my whacked out standards? Um Usually when I listen to a record, unless I have like the intention of review, reviewing it, it's in the background, like I have headphones on and like I'm paying attention to it and I'm listening to it, but oftentimes I'm like walking somewhere or I'm working on homework or sometimes mm-hmm. like doing something else. And so, like, kind of, I gather, like, the, uh, pay attention to, like, the overall aesthetic and kind of, like, how it sounds overall. And yeah. like, do I like the overall sound of the album? And then sometimes, like, okay, yeah, I really like this. I don't necessarily, like, remember any specific songs unless, it's like, some of them, have like, really stick with me or, like, any of the lyrics. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to make note of this and listen to it more because, like, I, I, I'm i almost positive that I'm, I enjoyed it. And then also catchiness is kind of weirdly important to me, like... When I, like, add songs to playlists, like, um, not that, like, I I listen mostly albums and I'm not just, like, sitting through, like, playlists, but, like, I try and keep playlists updated and, like, mm-hmm. I just put them on shuffle every once in a while. When I do put a song from, like, a record or a single on a playlist, it's usually because it's, like, it's really catchy and it, like, really stuck with me. Well, like, catchiness is important
0: to you. You like a little more popular music, I feel like, than well, I do.
1: The music that sticks with me... Like in terms of just like I I enjoy mm-hmm. as like not as principle but like you don't like the killers right? Not I I do
0: love Run for Cover oddly and okay. I kind of like Mr Brightside but that's where it ends. I'm not a huge killers yeah, fan. Yeah, like
1: they are like a lot of their songs are pretty much they're they're extremely poppy. Yeah, and like that's kind of the focus and. I absolutely love a lot of their songs. Like mm-hmm. I, I just re- listened to their second album and there's a lot of songs on there. I'm like, wow, this was, I really dig this. So like, that's just a kind of an example, but yeah, catchiness kind of sticks with me. What about you? It took me a long time to like think they were okay. Cause I grew up,
0: when I grew up, it was all about punk rock and this very like atonal should be dissonant. You shouldn't like listening to this song and that's why you, and that's <laughs> why you should like, that's why you should listen to it. It's like, A lot of like the Sex Pistols, like that was they were catchy and hooky, but it took a long time for me to be like, that's what it is, and it's okay to say that it's not a dirty Mm -hmm. word. A big thing for me when I review an album is the opening and closing, just because what is the first like thing I am going to be met with, and what is the thing I'm going to be left with in the silence after the album is over, like that thing you're going to be thinking about because I don't know an album that's a slow burn as much as I love those albums after you listen to it a couple of times, I should be maybe not pulled in instantly. Cause that's if you're pulled in instantly, that's I always find I lose my like favor with that album pretty quickly. But if I'm at least intrigued enough to want to come back, that's why I like that always brings big points for me. That's
1: actually kind of funny. Cause like, the albums that I, I, they really like stick with me that I really d- dig. And like the most recent example I can think of was um, Charlie Bliss's debut from last year, Guppy." Yeah. like when I listened to that for the first time, it was just really like kind of blew me away, and I was like in- instantly it was like mm. caught me, and I was like, "Wow, this is really great, And I still love that album. Yeah, but I totally get what you're saying.
0: Well like, it's funny because I listened to Guppy on NPR's first listen, and then I heard Eva's Eva. I think it's Eva 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 Hendrix's uh voice, and I was like, oh boy, this is something, <laughs> but I kept coming, it's a baby, but I kept coming back to it because it, it wasn't, it didn't turn me off, but I wasn't instantly hooked. It was more of this like intrigue and kind of this, ah, oh, this is interesting, like all, And I yeah. just kept coming back to it until you
1: forewarned me about her vocals, yeah, because I was like, hey, like I'm listening to this, and he's like, oh. That's cool. The, their vocalist is really weird. She sounds like a baby. I'm like, oh. And then in the first uh, song, she does that, like, shriek. She's like, "What?" Yeah. Um, but I listened to it, Like, I didn't even have to get used to that. It. it just yeah. didn't bother me. Because I totally get it. Like, yeah. With artists that are a little weird, and their voices are mm-hmm. non-traditional, to say. It it's, it's often takes time to like, grow on you. And some of these you just never really like. No, and exactly. That kind of ruins an artist's music, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And then another thing, like, is... Album flow, and then you when you re-listen to new material, you wrote a track by track breakdown of Mm -hmm. the album. And I kind of do that when I write reviews. I try to steer away from it because a lot of my early reviews were kind of these track by track in depth breakdowns, and I felt they got bogged down too much in it. Yeah.
1: In my defense, these are just my notes. No, yeah, I'm not. So shut
0: up. (laughs) Yeah. So like, but that kind of idea of how does the album go together, and like how does a Mm -hmm. track work with another track? Because artists. And record labels put a lot of time into their flow, and they don't just go, well, here was the order we recorded the songs. That should work, right? or
1: let's just hit shuffle on, like, the iTunes MP3, like, uh, the fake album we made in our own, like, home computer or something. And, like, that's what always kind of baffles me when artists are like, yeah, I recorded, like, a or wrote, like, a hundred songs for this, and it's a nine-track album. And you're like, holy crap, how did you even do that? Yeah. Like, I've... I can't even write one song, nonetheless a hundred, and then somehow narrow that down to nine, and you wonder like how much thought and in, uh, like deliberation went into which songs in what mm-hmm. order.
0: On ear coffee, we it took a lot. Of, we had a long discussion about this, but we don't do like an alphanumerical rating system.
1: Yeah, no. Um, uh, like I was watching someone, he uh, a guy on YouTube called Deep Cuts, and he was doing like a breakdown of uh, the electronic group Audiker. Mm-hmm. um and he's talking about like they released like a five album series and it's like four and a half hours of music and he's like and he, he doesn't like rate things like by score he just like talks about like why he loves them or breaks down like an artist's discography yeah and he's like well this is like four and a half hours of music it's five separate like albums i'm not going to try and give a score to this uh, pitchfork and that's because mm-hmm. pitchfork went through all five albums and gave them like Scores of like 6.7, 7.2, 7.3, 6.5, and you're like, How do you determine that? How do you assign a value? It's like, and there's, I'm guessing we're they not have to get like into the ch- drama.
0: They have to have like a checklist of yeah, like, exactly, does it meet this quality? Does it meet this quality? But it just it seems too sterile for yeah, what music is, especially
1: when you go like by decimal systems. Yeah, like when you kind of like, I don't really have a problem with Anthony Fantano's rating mm-hmm. system or even with like something like consequence of sound or tiny mixtapes where they like, it's like four out of five or nine out of 10 or a plus or something like that. like that. I can see like that. That's a good way of categorizing it. Yeah. Um, and still in a broad enough sense, you're not like nitpicking in a way that's completely Mm -hmm. artificial. And like Joe said, sterile. Um, Yeah. Personally, I really enjoy the way stereo gum handles reviews and that, is either in like an album of the week review or in a usually with bigger, more popular, anticipated albums, the premature evaluations, which mm-hmm. are a bit longer, and then they just have like a little selection, like on a sidebar, of their on rotation, which is like saying, "Hey, we wrote about, we've written about this a couple times. We may not have a review for it, but like check this out. This is we like this. This is like gets like the stamp of approval." Yeah, and like that's a kind of cool way of saying like, "Okay, I don't know." if they think this is, like, the best thing in the world or if they think it's just decent. And I won't know unless there's a review. So I'm just going to, like, take their word for it and at least, like, check it out. And I mm-hmm. really appreciate, like, the kind of formless, numberless way that they're of approaching. Like Also, that it helps engage with the listener. Yeah. Because, like, the listener has to, or listener, reader, has to go through the entire review, at least part of it, to even, like, find out, oh, does this person think the album's good? Should I, based off of this person's opinion, listen to it? They actually have to read like the page or half
0: page or however long. Yeah. I like the, uh, the way I kind of, the initial way we kind of came upon a rating system was the buy it, stream it, pass it Mm -hmm. kind of the, Oh, it's like definitely go buy it, add that to your collection or the, well, it's, it's, Decent, like I don't know if you're a unless you're
1: unless you're a big fan,
0: like you're not just like throw it in your Spotify queue when you have friends over cooking on your on your deck or something. Or if you're
1: like depressed at two a.m. or something. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, like every day. (laughs) Yep, Uh, and or just the like yeah. Yeah, just just pass on it. If you're weirdly curious, don't buy it. Like listen to it Mm -hmm. on YouTube or something. But like it's not going to be that worth your time. I mean between the like the Brian Fallon
0: review I did and then the Decemberist review I did, I started putting it kind of in their discography almost. If I want someone to start listening to Brian Fallon or the Decemberists, would I have them start with this album? And a lot of times, I mean, with the last two records I listened to, it was a, nope, 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 <laughs> listen to their, nope, their Listen to their good albums first, and then like then you can hear why we're at this album. Yeah,
1: And sometimes even when an album is good and yeah. you really enjoy it, it's like, okay, I acknowledge 100% that this is not going to be the best starting place for a new fan. Mm-hmm. And like, a band that I kind of r- repeat that mindset with is um, Animal Collective. Okay. Like, I really love a lot of the records, but, like, certain ones are, like, their earlier stuff is, like, really experimental and really weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, I usually just repeat what I started with, where I'm like, hey, Pitchfork gave this an almost perfect score, and I'm, like, in high school. Must be good. And I listened to it one night, and it actually, like, blew my mind. And I'm, and it's kind of like, okay, that's how I followed through with it. And then from there, taking different directions, depending on, like, what act like, um, what factors you enjoyed, but, like, what you kind of find and consider where uh album would place in terms of, like, would this be a good introduction? Is this, like, a thing to save for later? Yeah. If you know you kind of like this style of music or this band's approach and whatnot. That's kind of our rating system in a very haphazard way. Long-winded. <laughs> very
0: long-winded. I don't know. Music is just, it's very hard to rate because it. someone who absolutely loves it isn't going to like what we have to say all the time. And someone who
1: doesn't like it isn't going to like what we have to say. And it's hard to just be like... You can't expect that from every single person. Oh, like, obviously, there's people that are like, take certain people's word as gospel. And they're like, and that's fine, I guess. Mm. Like, if you almost like force yourself to enjoy something because like someone gave it a good score maybe you're like sp- expanding your palate expanding your test, t- t- taste not test yeah maybe something good's coming from that but like it's ridiculous to be like i like this therefore you should like it too i mean we're, we try to have uh with kind of our qualities and our
0: how many we listen how many times we listen to it and just kind of our rating system we try to give a general rubric that so we can fit every artist into in some way shape or form The album we're reviewing today is new material by Preoccupations. I, you, and I are both Preoccupations fans. We went and saw that was one of the first concerts we went and saw together. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, not, no, that was no the first concert we went and saw was together.
1: Was it? I think it is. Was that before Cloud Nothing's? It
0: was. It was Preoccupations, yeah it was in the fall, and then it was Cloud Nothing's like two weeks later. And then it was beach slang like two weeks after that.
1: Yeah. Anyways, we went to see them. Joe got spat, I got spat on. I got stepped on. on. It, was, it great. was great. Preoccupations, this is their third album, second album under the name Preoccupations. Because but- they had a bit of controversy when they um, they were criticized yeah. for using the name Viet Cong, and then they changed it because they're like, this isn't worth the trouble. Yeah. We're not mad at they that. Got the they got protested here at the... At First, first half, At First half, yeah. And I think in, like, Ohio, too, or something. but like, Yeah, and they were
0: banned from a bunch of college campuses. Yeah. This album is definitely a change in direction from where they started at the cassette, like, uh, demo,
1: and then... Well, especially their first album. self-titled Viet Cong album, which is, in my opinion, still their best release. It just has, like, it has my favorite song there's by far, and still a Continental Shelf. It's really varied. It's really heavy. It's really dark. It's just got a lot... To love about it, yeah. Their next album, second self-titled under the Preoccupations name, mm. ch- experiments just enough, but like keeps their aesthetic going. Like they start adding more synthy stuff. It's a
0: little, it's a little grittier. It's, it's still got that kind of gritty lo-fi production, but you can tell they're starting to clean up their sound a yeah, little like bit it, it's, and it's, mm-hmm. work more towards the like. Less, it's just lo fi noise, and more we're going to create atmospheres intentionally. Yeah,
1: like the first album didn't, it had a great atmosphere, but that was almost like a consequence of just what they were doing. It wasn't even necessarily like entirely deliberate. You're like, you kind of think to yourself, was it, were they trying to do this? I don't care. It sounds great. Yeah. um, With the second um, album, it, yeah, much more deliberate, like sound, much Mm. more like um, very thought out processes, and like they have like a guest vocalist, and it happens to be. One of the guys from Wolf Parade. Yeah. Which I somehow did not know until like last week when I stereo gum was like, their original article about it was like, hey, this song featuring Dan Beckner. I'm like, wait, what? That's who that is? Because like, oh. no. Indie rock albums don't have mm-hmm. features. No. Don't have like feature lists, even if there's like a credited vocalist who you know. Yeah, it, they don't like list that in the same way that like a lot of rap and hip hop does, and that that's fine. Yeah. But that's beside the point.
0: And I was definitely going into new material. Some of the singles that came out, like Antidote, I was hoping with Antidote, and then was it Disrobe was the first album? No, or Espionage was as, the first single. And with Espionage, it kind of leaned towards it was going to be almost a Viet Cong two, as I called it, mm-hmm. their first album in a different package. And yeah,
1: it, I can definitely feel that more with Espionage. Yeah, this just kind of like. That's the most energetic, most, like, furious song from the album, and you can really feel, like, the call and response vocal, it's, like, during, like, the hook, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, like, it's really, it's a really meaty, muscly song, and, like, you can really just kind of feel it, and, like, it's very, it has, like, a callback, almost, to the first album, where a lot of the songs have that. And I was, that was, that's what I was hoping for, because Mm -hmm. I love
0: all that, the way that album was produced, and, like, Bunker Buster, and just kind of the chintzy... Chimey, fragile guitars, and the yeah. it sounds and, like shattering. Yeah, a lot of times. and just that kind of stuff. And so I was hoping for that, and that's not what we got. It was interesting. I know Fantano liked to talk about this a lot, but the way it was produced was so ca- it was like a very cavernous,
1: hollow album. Yeah, and I think like that kind of makes sense given mm-hmm. like how important atmosphere is to the group, and like atmo- their atmosphere was like one of the best elements, at least, of this album. Like repeatedly, I thought. Like the, especially towards the the latter end of the album, like a lot of the, especially in the intros of songs, there's like really menacing, really like creepy, kind of just discon- disconcerting, and that was like ooh, this feels really weird. And then sometimes the song would like be kind of disappointment; it wouldn't really go anywhere, but at least like the atmosphere that it kicks off with and kind of yeah. like maintains, you're like wow, that's really that's really well done, really. I enjoy it. Yeah, well,
0: it was. I was watching an interview with bassist and vocalist Matt Flegel, and how much he loves uh, the epo- post-apocalyptic like worlds that are created in books and songs and movies. Like mm-hmm. those are his favorite kind of things. And you can definitely tell that really took an influence on this album. Yeah, because of the way like the production, and then they don't really worry about the lyrics that much. They more uh, want the lyrics to serve a sonic purpose as opposed to a word purpose.
1: Yeah, and like, I mean, the words, I I, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics when I was doing my second listen. Neither did I. And like, I never really, I don't think I've ever paid attention to lyrics of a Preoccupation song. Mm -mm. Because usually just the atmosphere and the instrumentals are so much more, like so much engaging, like so engaging, you just get caught up in it and you're like forget. Are there even words? Yes. Do I care? No. And that's, yeah, like Joe was saying, that's kind of what the band wants. And this album continues that trend. That's like, I I think something, unless they get even more poppy, is going to keep going. And like lyrics just holding second fiddle to atmosphere, aesthetic sound overall. I don't know. This album wasn't bad. No, I don't, yeah. Like, like I, this isn't
0: like a, a disappointing I mean it was a little disappointing just because it wasn't like the the big epics we were kind yeah, of used well,
1: to. Yeah, what I wrote is um if any other band made this album, it'd be actually quite good. Yeah. But since it's preoccupations and since like their first two albums are so fantastic, it's kind of disappointing. So like kinda not necessarily to wrap up, but kind of tied into our mm. rating system, this would definitely not be no. a good first album i'd say just listen to them in chronological order and then if you're kind of a nerd listen to cassette because i've listened to it like once and it was like it was a thing um well but, i was cassette when it came out on cassette uh half of them didn't work yeah i saw that in, like an interview um yeah. which is funny
0: but yeah like yeah i yeah i'd also place this i don't know i would start yeah in chronological order i'd start with Viet Cong, and then i'd go into preoccupations and then if you want to listen to new material go for it if you've listened to
1: the first right yeah. so you might
0: as well yeah listen it's to only that. like 36 minutes and then go into cassette because I haven't finished cassette I've listened to it like the first half a couple I of times listen to it and once. then I and then I'll get busy and have to not but yeah. it's yeah I definitely would give it a listen I don't know if I would run to it no especially if you're not if you're
1: a theoretically like new fan um if i want to if i want to listen to preoccupations i'll listen to Viet Cong. a couple like final notes that i want to make is um i just think this is kind of stupid and i'm i wrote this my notes at like two thirty in the morning last night because mm-hmm. that's when i stopped playing far cry um the song compliance the way it starts out it sounds like an 808 bass like from oh. a trap song yeah it just sounds like the intro to like of like a 21 Savage song or something. So my my, my note was Preoccupations and 21 Savage co- uh, collab when. <laughs> and I just thought, like, that's a really interesting thing. Like, the, it sounds like almost like the intro to a trap song before, like, the bass kind of comes in and you're like, oh, this is Preoccupations. Yeah. So just, like, SoundCloud rap. If any other band made this album, it'd be really good. It'd be quite good. Mm-hmm. But since it's we know that they can do better, it's a little disappointing. It almost sounds like a preoccupation's cover band wrote and composed or like people that like are totally like oh yeah they I love that. preoccupation's like we're going to make a preoccupation's album but they aren't the four band members they wrote and rec- composed like all the music and everything and then they got the actual band to record it that makes sense and that kind of like connects to my referring to as preoccupation's light Earlier. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I just, uh, that kind of wraps it up. It
0: just mm-hmm. it seems like their light album, their album that maybe they needed to put out an album and didn't fully have. Everything yeah, because it's been out. a
1: while. I think there's like the longest gap between albums.
0: Viet Cong was 2015, Preoccupations was 2016. Yeah, I know Preoccupations the was like ma- fall. And then New Material and was it's 2018. Been, it's so. been
1: like a year and a half.
0: Yeah. And so. like, I,
1: I'm happy we got a new record. Like if they spent if spending another couple of months on it or like even longer would have made it better, I would have waited because mm-hmm. like you kind of a lot of times you're like oh yeah cool I like that band but you you're not like sitting there waiting biding your time unless it's like I would rather go see them live hip hop heads with like Frank Ocean or something or like yeah. Kanye you're like it's been two minutes where's a new record dude and you're like it stop it yeah <laughs> it's yeah. not
0: they're definitely not one of those bands that go running to go find mm-hmm. I I love what I have I love. The albums I have, so yeah. that keeps me tied, and I'll just wait for them to come back
1: yeah, to think, Minneapolis. Yeah, I think they're touring soon, so that'll be. I'm cool. excited. Yeah, definitely check them out on tour. Like, mm-hmm. listen to their first couple albums, and or even just blindly go see them. They're a great live band. They are. Phenomenal. It'll be re- it'll be really cool to see how they do the new songs live, but like the out the material from their last two, their old material <laughs> is absolutely fantastic live. So I would, if they're coming near you, should be expensive no pretty cheap tickets so definitely go check them out definitely so as our final closing segment we kind of wanted to mention and just shout out a couple bands a couple artists that we're kind of excited about at the moment that are either just released material or releasing new, uh newest new material, stuff coming up yeah to keep up with saying new material a lot because it's on our minds. New so much new material. <laughs> so much. Um, so much new
0: material. Yeah, Joe, uh, why don't you start? Most of the ones I listed were all local bands because I've really. I think been... everything
1: we listed are local, oh, actually. It
0: really is, and there was one band that uh, that I I refound. I had heard their trampled EP... by turtles. No, uh, that and uh, the Shackletons.
1: Right, Minnesota Girl, such a good song. It is. It came out
0: Christmas Day. Last year, yeah, because
1: I heard it on the current, current. yeah, and All then the time. it
0: was one of their top ten or top. It made the top ten list of their eighty-nine songs of the year, and then I yeah. listened to the EP and I'd forgotten about it, and then it came up again and it because they re-released the music video, but Shackleton's their second attempt uh, EP is so good in everything that I love about Minnesota music.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely at the very least check out the video. Um, for Minnesota girls, because it's a fantastic song. It's it a, is. It's a funny music video. It's
0: the best way to have a song about Minnesota and their girls, and not be cliche. Yeah,
1: it's a really, it's a, it's a funny music video. And, it's um, so good. Yeah, check out that. Uh, check out their EP. Um, I'm gonna have to do that because I still, I've heard. Minnesota girls on the current a couple times. I'm like, this is a really good song. Then I always forget to like shazam it or make note of it, and until you brought it up again, I'm like, oh shoot, that's these guys. I need to actually yeah. listen to these guys. Well,
0: it's funny, Jay Gabler from the current. He's the he's a writer and then yeah. he, he's their digital producer, digital yeah. editor. Yeah. He his quote about them is, "Imagine Connor Oberst with a John Belushi attitude fronting the Hold Steady."
1: Oh, that that was in your... um, That was in my article. Your other article. I thought that was... You came up with that, or the band came up with that. No, Jay Gabler Gabler. described him. Uh, (laughs) I'll give a brief shout-out to the band Stone Arch Isles. They just released an EP, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, They had an EP release party, and I really wanted to go to it, but I think I I had a commitment that night. So, unfortunately... However... Um, they're playing a couple shows coming up. They're even playing um, another band we're going to talk about in a minute, Margo. Yeah. They're playing the Margo's uh, album release show, which will be really cool. They just released um, Stone Arch Isles just released an EP called Kingdom Kingdoms. I can't remember if there's it's plural or not. Anyways, they're like um, kind of a uh, indie like folkish kind of really harmony based um, kind of like indie folk group, um, kind of similar to like Margo in a couple ways. And um, in my new music or my we can reverse note on the, them. I mentioned that they don't really sound like Fleet Foxes. But they have but that same... The, the harmonies that they yeah. do. Because I think it's like six dudes. So, like, they got harmonies for days, theoretically. Yeah. Um, like, those harmonies just, like, really reminded me of, like, this of Sun Giant. Mm-hmm. Fleet Foxes' debut EP, which I love. Um, And that was, like, really cool. I haven't really paid attention to the lyrics as much. I've given the EP a couple listens so far. And it's just stayed downloaded on my phone. Usually yeah. I like undownload things immediately. But this is like the only thing that I've kept downloading because I just really dug it immediately. And I'm going to need to keep listening to it.
0: I definitely need to re-listen to it. I listened to it once when uh, I saw them on the bill. And then you're like, oh, check them out. And I went, okay, cool. And so I went and listened to them. I wasn't quite sold on them right away. So okay. I have to re-listen to them. I, I thought that. they were a little too maybe lackadaisical.
1: I can kind of see how they, they're almost like a little generic in some but, ways.
0: That also, if you're listening to more of a a relaxed album, you can't be just like, all right, I need to sit down and listen to something right now. It's It's not like
1: if you go from like Shackleton's to Stone Arch Isles, it's going to be a complete change of pace to kind of wrap up my thoughts on Stone Arch Isles and let Joe dig into his releases. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it's only like a 25 minute release um hopefully they'll have something more coming down the pipeline probably not too soon because they just released their ep yeah give it a listen it's a it's a fun little ep give it a listen yeah and to keep kind of in the vein of
0: stone arch isles they'll play they're playing a show with margo a band i interviewed on our first year coffee Ooh. episode but uh margo has their album or it's actually it's an ep it's not a full album oh, it is an EP. Okay. uh trouble songs and that's coming out on uh, sometime early June They have a show The release show is June 7th June 7th And I have a ticket So I'll be there I've listened to A number of songs And if you haven't Checked out their They did they, Their song 16 16 great song Is yeah. out And the song you can purchase On Bandcamp And I don't know If it's on iTunes That isn't It, the, should, it that, should
1: be It's on Spotify
0: Oh yeah That's only a draft Of the 16? 16 the one out If you oh. listen to their Welcome to the Goulson session And then I talked about it With them in our first episode they and I've, I've seen them play it live that they've rewritten some of the lyrics they redid the key and it's much louder oh and it's so good i love that's cool uh frontman hunter baugh i love his uh voice and how you his love him i kind of do his just the soulful <laughs> howl that he has that i describe it as it's just so good i'm so excited for trouble songs to come out and much like the title they're gonna be all of the songs are dealing with a different type of like trouble people experience so, like 16 is socio-political commentary there's going to be a song about grief so. so you're saying
1: it's a concept record
0: for the kind of is it
1: there is it going to be there 2112 yes it's gonna, okay it's, yes
0: Margot's trouble song is going to be equivalent to rush's 2112 there's only going to be one 20 some minute song and it's the entire EP, you know? <laughs> yep. And then the other, and then I have two more bands I have I'm excited for. Trampled by Turtles, new album. They're coming back after their like four or five year hiatus. Remember, no, it was less than that. Like two or three year hiatus. Because uh, Dave Simonette decided to divorce his wife and then focus on Dead Man Winter, his side project. And so. Which I think had that an, he had an EP out recently. They had an album it- out, Furnace okay it was
1: an album and then yeah. they released check two
0: EP- and then they released two EPs. Uh they yeah. have one it's called like Lake Superior and that's kind of half instrumental, half uh like folky music and then the other one is something is also kind of in that same vein. So at, I I really yeah, check like them that. out and the songs they've released leading up to it Midway or the Midway and the in Kelly's Bar both just phenomenal kind of if you loved wait so long off their not their last album but their album 2 albums ago
1: yeah i'm excited to listen to that cuz i've never really gotten into them but i recently heard oh,
0: the middle is the last single that was released okay.
1: yeah i recently heard uh, trampled by turtles cover of the pixies where is my mind oh yeah and it was kind of it's I, something I, it's something i didn't i didn't care for it but like I'm sure that their original music is oh yeah much much different, much better because like that's just a weird approach to a song that like you don't really imagine that song is a bluegrass song. No, um, or like not necessarily bluegrass, but like that style. So
0: and then finally the new heart to gold full length release. I still
1: haven't listened to their new song. You still haven't listened to difficult. No. (laughs) Oh god. We've had an article on our vlog for like. A w- a si- almost a week, and I still haven't listened to the song. Well, the song I'm, came out Friday, so. Oh, well, like three days. a weekend. But but still, I'm ashamed. It's not,
0: to me, I think some of the songs off their debut EP, Still Stuck, uh, are better, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good introduction into. It's still got everything you love about Heart to Gold. The, yeah. uh, the front man just shouting yeah. over everything. Yeah, they're aggressive guitars. Mm-hmm. Definitely kind of see them
1: live regardless. They're like, fun. I, who cares if their new album's. Good or not? It's probably going to be good, but regardless, see th- them live. They're fantastic live. Their just energy is like off the charts. I definitely love them, and I'm excited for the full length. Mm-hmm. And
0: when I get home, I'm definitely putting on their debut ca- or their their cassette that they released. Still yeah. suck, and I'm going to listen to that.
1: Yeah. Um. Before we go, uh, this wasn't on our list, but I just want to give a random shout out to Dead Century because there's still ho- nothing's changed, nothing new, but just like. If you still haven't heard their new single from like several months ago or Maybe a month ago, it was like January. Was it? It was like late January.
0: When That um, was still when I that was when I was doing my column uh, in pursuit of something in- interesting. Still. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> What happened to that
0: joke? I forgot. I don't <laughs> care <weird>. enough.
1: <laughs> um, and then they last like a month ago, they did a um live version of a new song called Ten Ton Summer. Mm -hmm. that's on their Facebook page that's on our Facebook page Um, definitely check the single and the new song out just a random shout out they are a really yeah. great local band
0: they are they're great i mean we we've we've talked about exclusively local bands in this segment cuz in my opinion minneapolis has some of the best music yeah it's really in underrated the country but that's it for the show we're going to try and do yeah every couple of weeks we're going to release an uh, an episode
1: just cuz and then possibly he, interview episodes oh yeah Mar- more intermittently podcasts but just uh, letting you know we have a couple new episodes um in the, in, the, in the works um and, well, hopefully have a regular episode much like this one coming out soon Hopefully, I have an interview episode coming out soon. Um, so that's uh, look forward to that. Yeah, check and us all, out on check face, us out on Facebook. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe to our blog. Like our Facebook page. Uh, be my friend.
0: Give us a rate and review on iTunes because that's how people find us. I've learned. Until next I should, time, I should, I should do that. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't done it either. No. Until next time, I've been Joe Keyport. I have been
1: and unfortunately will continue to be West Mullenburg. Uh You guys suck, America. <laughs>